Good evening, friends, and thanks so much for listening to Heart of Indie Radio. Tonight, we have a fantastic guest all the way from Bloomington, Indiana, John James Renfro. He's a music producer, a multi-instrumentalist, a singer, a songwriter. He has amazing music. He's just come out with an awesome song called Glorious that we will be playing shortly. And we are excited to have him on our show tonight. So let's welcome John. How are you? I'm doing well, Emmy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for taking time to chat with us. And yeah. it's really exciting to have you on our show because you've certainly, you know, you've you've done a lot in your career. You've had wonderful support from your music since you really started it in the industry. And you've had mm-hmm. great success with your latest single, Glorious. And I'd love for our listeners to know more about this song and maybe what inspired you to write it. And did you know that so many people would connect with this song when you wrote it? That would be lovely to know as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was my hope people would connect with it. Um, I started writing it about three years ago, and it's a song I kept coming back to. Um, my wife kept urging me. She's like, that's the one. You have to release that one. People are going to really like it. And, um, you know, I, I was a little apprehensive at first. Uh, it, it's a different style for me. I've done some kind of funk, R&B, soulful stuff for other people. But I've never done any myself, at least self-release project. Um, the song itself is uh, is just basically uh, praising God for giving me a, a new life and for uh, getting me through uh, a heart surgery that I had um, a couple years uh, back now. Um, and so, yeah, I just I I want to make it short and sweet and simple, just like a, a chic song or now Rogers production, where it's like. Here's the chorus. That's what it's about. Just, you know, God's glorious. Thank you for another shot. That's amazing. So I didn't realize that you'd had heart surgery. That that must have been an incredibly stressful time for not only your family, but obviously you and not knowing kind of, you know, the effects of that. Can you can you share a little bit about that? Because I um, if you don't mind, because I oh, think sure, our listeners yeah. would be I, I think it's always inspiring to know where someone's come from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I um, when I was a bit younger, about 20, 21 years old, I had uh, my first heart attack and uh, they didn't quite know what caused it or how to characterize it. They said it had all the symptoms of it, but uh, they couldn't show uh, any damage um, that had been done. And so uh, a couple of years after that, um, I was under a lot of stress uh, producing. I was working for a label that wasn't doing so hot during the uh, recession that we had in the States. Um, and so uh, I just started getting some numbness in my arm, and that was the second heart attack. And they actually did classify it as that. Um, and then they couldn't find the problem until they heard a noise coming from, uh, from one of the valves. And uh, so they they did a a couple of tests and they found that I had a leaking valve. So uh, they said the severity wasn't too bad, though, and it'd probably be a good eight to ten years for I needed surgery. We moved to Bloomington. That was in Seattle. We moved out here to Bloomington, Indiana. And doctors, I started getting really weak. Uh, couldn't pick myself up at work. Couldn't make it up a flight of stairs. So we went in and they did a bunch of tests and they found that the leak was actually uh, enormous. It was in my aortic valve. And uh, they said, we need to rush to get you into surgery like immediately. So I was uh, getting open heart surgery within uh, the week there. Uh, and that, that saved my life. So That's yeah, I'm amazing. very thankful. 
Yeah. And that makes sense now why you've written your song Glorious. Not now that's mm-hmm. actually put it in perspective. And I really appreciate that. I think it's, yeah. you know, it's amazing that you've, you have, you have like kind of in, even in your bio, it kind of talks about a lot of the stuff that you've done is kind of behind the scenes and it's been, yeah. you've had, you've, you've really, you know, had great success. You've, your songwriting ability has garnered, you know, huge interest from international artists and producers, and you've actually gained the support of renowned DJs such as Armin Van Buren and Marcus Schultz and any more. That's, amazing i'd love for you to tell us what that felt like <laughs> yeah. and so, yeah to have to have those those folks saying hey we like you john and yeah, we love yeah. your music and um and kind of you know how, yeah how did that all come about well it was a, a giant surprise my uh, my friend alana i was writing songs for her and um they were just demos really she found the lyrics for um what we eventually named save you and uh, it was basically kind of a lament. I was just like, all right, God, why am I in this position? I had uh, lost my job. It was the um, beginning of the recession, so around uh, late 2008, early 2009. Uh, and I was living in my car when I wrote this. And um, and the lyrics were just like, why did this happen to me? And I, I don't, you know, think that I'm a, a bad person or, you know, it, it's just like a... a I don't know, feeling feeling terrible about the situation. Anyways, I just wrote the lyrics down um, at this little cafe that my friend worked at and uh, left them, you know, and they had coffee stains on them and everything. And my friend Alana found them. And she goes, these are fantastic. They're so dark and moving. And, you know, she got pretty emotional. And she said, can I use them? I said, oh, be my guest. I'm not going to do anything with them. So I... I wrote a little guitar chord progression. She sang over them, and uh, that was that. I didn't know that she had sent it to a friend of hers to mix named uh, Noel Sanger, and Noel was running Dissident Records at the time, and he sent it through a couple of friends. It ended up in Arm Van Buren's hands, a remix that uh, Isaac Fisherman uh, did of the, the song, and he was uh, moving up the ranks with uh, Marcus Schultz's label, Cold Harbor, and um yeah eventually got played on the radio i didn't even know my i I didn't know until my friend contacted me and she said this is on armin station and at that time he had uh, seven million listeners a week so um, wow yeah (laughs) it was a big mind blowing (laughs) and a lot of people were contacting me just being you know like and i didn't i didn't know who some of them were I, I listened to quite a bit of dance music but this was like this song was by no means a dance song they turned into this giant trance track it's like nine minutes long um and then it got voted uh for the number one track the second week and um i started getting contacted by djs and people wanted to work with me and it, it kind of sent me down the track of doing a, a lot of edm and electronic music so it's pretty neat that's incredible. So you went from just in a coffee shop, writing down lyrics, coffee stains, give, you know, your friend finds it. I mean, there's so many steps in this story that had to yeah. happen for it to, you know, it's just, it's incredible. And what I love, what I love about it as well is that it happened so organically. I mean, you've, you, you were, you've always been naturally a songwriter, but just to the fact that, you know, someone kind of discovered this song, um, and then you wrote the guitar a lot. I just, I love it. And I think it's really inspiring too for our listeners to, you know, know that they may get an idea. They might have an inspiration or have gone through a hard time. And the moment they kind of capture those lyrics, 
You just yeah. never know. It could be the song, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, is, the, which is so cool. It's the crazy part that, that I loved about it was that I wrote these lyrics. They weren't even really lyrics. They were just like an angry lament that I wrote down. I was, you know, all sorts of emotions. And uh, when she found it, we put a little guitar to it. I never thought it would turn into a dance song. Wow. Um, you know, and uh, years later, that's what uh, garnered the interest of um, Roger Shaw and uh, Brian LaRusso, who um, I commented on his stuff on SoundCloud because I was a fan of his music. He said we should collaborate. Um, and uh, we did a song called We Used to Know. And I... I I was trying to write a dance song and it was terrible. So I was like, you know what? I'll just go back to the, I'll go back to the guitar. And uh, I wrote a guitar, piano, basic block chords with a vocal and I sent it to him. I didn't hear anything for a couple of days. And I thought, man, I blew it. They're not going to like this. And uh, he wrote back and he goes, I love it. It's amazing. He goes, we're going to do a production right now. So we turned it into a deep house song, sent it to Roger um, and the funny part that he didn't tell me until later was that Roger didn't like the song at first. And that's why I didn't hear anything for a month. And then Roger wrote him back and said, I can't get the song out of my head. So I'm going to put it on my compilation. So he put it on uh, the Magic Island compilation, which is pretty, uh, pretty famous uh, compilation series mm. that he does. Uh, Roger's actually the one that wrote Armin Van Buren's first hit, Going Wrong. He wrote that with Armin. Oh, wow. And, okay. um, and so anyways, he uh, he put on the compilation. It was the second song in there, which was a big surprise. And uh, it went on to be one of the top selling songs in the album for a few months once it, once it first came out. And so I got contacted by Arnie Bink from Black Hole Recordings, which is uh, Tiesto's former label that he started. Um, and he said, can you do it again? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> 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 I was like, I, I'll give it a shot. So I, I wrote a couple more songs for them, um, and they were very gracious, put them on compilations, uh, released a bunch of singles, and uh, that kind of revamped my career later on once I'd, I'd gone away from the EDM industry. And so that was pretty neat. That's awesome. And it's incredible, too, that you've you've had all of these experiences with songwriting and, and success and and then you also take time to volunteer, and I'd love for our listeners to know more about that side of, of, of you and your beautiful heart. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, I, um, well, I kind of fell into that by accident as well. It's, it, I'm, I don't know if it's, uh, it's accident or not, but basically um, when I was in high school, uh, my, one of the teachers I, I had said, um, you need to start tutoring students because I was in a study hall class. And it wasn't doing anything. And he said, you know, you're actually, you, you, you know, got some aptitude. So why don't you help me out and help some new students? So I started doing that. Um, that sparked my interest. And then after high school, I was kind of working odd jobs left and right. Um, and uh, my mom had come to me. She worked for the local school district. And she said, why don't you start volunteering to work with the kids? So uh, I did, and I started working as a paraeducator, um, working with special needs students of all different backgrounds. Uh, some were more physically fragile in wheelchairs, and some were more um, on the behavioral spectrum. 
and uh, it just kind of continued to weave in and out of my life. Uh, and so I've worked with special needs uh, children and adults since I was about 18 years old. So it's been about 15 years of that. And uh, I, I recently left a school that I loved, um, you know, due mostly to COVID. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been one of the bigger joys of my life. So that's incredible. That's, yeah. And do you play, do you ever play your music for them? Yeah, actually it was, it was, um, just this last week when I released Glorious, um, uh, one of the former students follows me on Instagram. She posted it in her story. And then all of a sudden all these students that, uh, I had over the years popped up and started sharing it in their stories. And so oh, I got to reconnect so with a sweet. bunch of students. Oh, that makes me want to cry. I love it. I love, (laughs) I love that they have also, you know, someone to look up to. Hmm. That's just, that's so inspiring. And of course, I'd love for our listeners to, you know, keep up with you on social media, go and listen to your music, as well as uh, check out your brand new podcast that you started with your friend Colin. It's called Have You Heard This One? And it covers like historical backgrounds and artists and genres and themes. And that's going to be debuting what at the at the end of the month is that right we're hoping the end of the month yeah, yeah okay. he's still doing quite a bit of editing um he's been slammed with work because uh he does social media for the most part and so that hasn't really slowed down uh even with covid so um yeah basically it's it's called uh, have you heard this one and he it's his brainchild because he and i were hanging out um He's my friend Alana's fiance, and we became good friends. I stayed with them for a couple months in L.A. this year. Uh, and, yeah, I, we were just talking one, one evening out on the porch, and uh, he was just asking me a bunch of questions, and I was just going off about artists that I liked. I, I kind of went on a tangent about Quincy Jones. Oh, and he okay. Said, <laughs> yeah, and he said, he said, hold on a second. Um, we need to record this. I said, for what? And he goes, you were literally just going off the top of your head talking about Quincy Jones. And he said, you've been going for 45 minutes. He goes, I can make a podcast out of that. And I thought, I don't think anybody wanted to hear that. I think they get bored. He goes, no, you just told me Quincy Jones's history off the top of your head from when he was with Ray Charles all the way until the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He's like, I think people would find that interesting. And so, um, yeah, he, he goes, can you relate it to modern artists? I said, sure. And he goes, can we feature artists that you like that we can, you know, have on the show? I said, absolutely. And so, yeah, he just, that's where it all came from. So that's what we're going to be talking about is history behind songs, artists, uh, things you didn't know, maybe things that to elaborate on. And, um, and yeah, I just... Uh, just giving kind of a history and relating it to how songs nowadays became what they are um, based off the past. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And there is there definitely is an audience um, for that, because I think it's even um, Eddie, Eddie, who's the host of of our show, uh, yeah. his co-host. Um, but Eddie has you know come up with all these ideas um, for the radio show. And in particular, there's one that he does with uh, a girl named Avery Raquel out of Canada. And they, they talk, it's called all about Memphis music and the history of Memphis. And and people will call in and will like get super excited about the, you know, the different artists that they talk about. And I think it's just music is one of those things, especially now that it sort of is this universal language where everyone, you know, it's a feel good moment. We all need that. Yes, (laughs) especially with what's going on. And I think people celebrate 
the history of the music. And I'm, I'm fascinated to, to listen to your podcast and well, check it out. You. And of course, I also want folks to know where they can find you on social media and, and get your music before uh, we close out the interview tonight, because you are sure. awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Emmy. You're welcome. Yeah, uh, you can just go search John James Renfro. It's uh, my handle for uh, Twitter and Instagram. Those are kind of the main ones that I use. Um, if you search John James Renfro on Spotify, you'll find it. Uh, that way you can get the music for free. Just stream it. Um, and yeah, pretty much just uh, John James Renfro. If you typed into Google, I, I didn't choose to put my middle name in there to be pretentious. I put it in there because there's other John Renfro. So I was like, well. Is there? Is That's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, I thought so, that surname when I looked at it, I said, oh, that's different. I, that's what <laughs> I, I no thought idea. too. And then I, I typed it in one day and then all of a sudden, here we go. And we've got like other, I mean, you know, it's sometimes music, sometimes other stuff. But I was like, well, I guess I'll just put the middle name in there to kind of differentiate. And there you go. So. That's awesome. Well, it's been fantastic having you on our show and I'm so proud of you and all the things that you're doing. And I know Thanks. it's just going to be a glorious future. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you so much, John. Yeah. All right. Heart of Indie Radio listeners, please support this amazing artist. And definitely DM us on Twitter at Heart of Indie or Instagram. Or you can email us at heartofindieradio at gmail.com. And let us know what you thought of tonight's interview. We love hearing from you. This is your station. All right, folks, we're going to get back to the music right here on Heart of Indie Radio.